Broadcasting to you live from the Nevada Desert, you're listening to Zero Context. I'm Natalie, joined as always by Axe. Welcome to the number one firefighter enthusiast podcast. And this is episode 21. It's a new year, but we are still playing Zero Time Dilemma, the last asterisk maybe game in the Zero Escape franchise. <laughs> he did threaten us. He did threaten us um, with with the fourth one recently, vaguely. Mm-hmm. That that made me get up. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're listening and it hasn't closed, I don't know when it closes, but go take the Spike Tunesoft interest quiz that takes like an hour long, but you can tell them you want another <laughs> Zero Escape game. It does take an hour long. Why is it 80 pages? They want all my information. Oh my they need to know who I am. We're inching ever closer to some sort of conclusion. Who could say what's going to happen? The conclusion where we run out of fragments and I and I don't know how to unlock them anymore. Mm-hmm. We we are we are about to be in our own desk game, which is yeah. figuring out how to get the episode for next week. <laughs> but this time we have we have a full episode. We have normal fragments to go through. Axe, what are we covering? We are covering the C team fragment, Monty Hall, the Q team fragment, Radical Six, and the D team fragment, Suppression. First, we're going to talk about our voice actors for Mira. Mira is played by Maya Sakamoto, who's just like everything. <laughs> not not everything, but like a very, very high profile, prolific, and like culturally impactful uh, roles since like the mid 90s. I'll, I'll go in order. Um, Hitomi Kanzaki in Escaflone, The Vision of Escaflone, picks up Aerith Gainsbourg in her first voiced role in um, Kingdom Hearts 1. That's the first time that character is voiced and then continues to reprise that role through Advent Children, uh, more Final Fantasy 7 because they make more Final Fantasy 7, and all of the mobile games too. She does all the barks and stuff there. We got Haruhi Fujioka, Orin, Host Club, uh, Orin High School Host Club. Um, please rise for the, the the anime national anthem. CL Phantom Hive of Black Butler. Igis in Persona 3 in all subsequent appearances. Not recast like the English um, cast. Mari in the Ava Rebuilt. And Lightning Farron in Final Fantasy 13. Um, there's a lot. I, I, had to, I had to control myself. Some, some dot hack rolls. I was like, no, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really an, an impressive page just so funny to me how just like the japanese voice acting cast is just stacked just outrageous roles by everybody well and those bitches who made dragon quest and sharing the wanderer call you up and they're like hey you want to you want to say some shit and they're like yeah sure um yeah you know, you're, gonna, you're gonna do it you just, you just know those guys they're like hey you made dragon quest and they're like yeah you, you were escaflone yeah you want you want to play a fucked up sexy serial killer mm-hmm yeah, on the English side, once again, we have a, a slightly less well-known role. Rachel Kimsey, who has pretty much only done DC animated shows up to this point. Another one where I'm like, how, how do you get involved in this game? She plays Wonder Woman in Justice League Action. Claire Revelt in the Legend of Heroes series, uh, who I definitely know. 
Uh, Nozomi Nakahara in Persona 4 Dancing All Night, which I guess is an original character. She's an original character made for the Dancing All Night Persona 4 game. Um, unlike the two other Persona rhythm games that they made, this one is like a full-ass visual novel with like a that is like a sequel that got like retconned away. I think because they tried to cr- they're trying to cram all the Persona games into a continuity. Oh um, God! Vaguely, it's 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 mostly in the background, but it it, it does I think completely kill this game narrative impact which is too bad because they all dance on a big stage to kill the final boss of god at the end of persona 4 dancing all night it's very good Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not a persona 4 fan but i have i have looked at this game and like rhythm game is also a visual novel and has some characters i like could be fun pretty good and she also plays Betty Brandt in the Spider-Man 3 video game, who we all know and love this. Uh, I think she's just I, I think she's just like like a rich little girl that gets like kidnapped in a mission or something. Who could say what, what happened in the <laughs> Spider-Man? Your this is so- Claire Revel is a very cool character. Um, I've actually heard a bit of her the performance because the the Cold Steel one and two games did not have dual audio. Mm. And she does a pretty good job. I, I like I like her Claire. As a character, I like quite a bit. She's got a very friendly, justified villain vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very proper, upper, older 20-something woman in the military thing. She's cool. Yeah, yeah. Her mirror is, is, is pretty good. She, she really kind of sells, like, the sassy, but also, like, conniving character pretty well. I think I've heard bits of it, too. And I feel I'm, I'm grateful she doesn't lean into, like... Like a weird Latina caricature. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. because that's that's definitely that's definitely a thing. Uh, and like Latina, I, like Mira, Mira's like pre- I feel like Mira's pretty explicitly like a Latina woman. I feel like that's how she's coded. This game's like character styles are all over the place for me, so I'm like not making any the assumptions. Well, she's American, so like I feel like I feel like that puts us into a certain kind of race lens. Like like I feel like Ushikoshi's not good or super sophisticated about race but he does understand like how an american character of a different race would be presented versus like um, a, a like a a person of a certain uh race would be mm. if they were like of if they were like literally like a like a national resident of a different country sure sure that makes sense. yeah there's, there's a difference between mira and say carlos yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> carlos is also latino though <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So yeah, that's about all we have for voice actors. Brief content warning. Uh, this episode, we once again are talking a bit about child abuse. Nothing super graphic, but it's there. It's in this game. Um, and people also die by suffocation, which... On screen. Yeah, which is uh, pretty rough depending on your hierarchy of ways to die. Yeah. Uh, not great to be. Sold in a fine way. It's a lot of like, I love you uh, uh, <laughs> performance because uh-huh. like how do you how do you perform that um mm-hmm. but yeah, it definitely goes on for a while yeah so if either those are triggers for you uh maybe skip this or can just fast forward and we get to either the q team fragment which is where child abuse is in or the c team fragment which is where people suffocate anything else at the top acts no, no, let's talk about this this silly little little game show. <laughs> C-Team wakes up 10 minutes past midnight to celebrate New Year's in the security room. 
We talk about how cool Carlos is for being a firefighter and for saying the first thing he does in a room is to check its fire extinguishers before they try to untravel the room's puzzle. By fiddling with different wires and weird cardinal direction wheels, they accidentally set an indescribable machine on fire. The industrial fire extinguisher goes off in the room, but unfortunately it does not stop. Gone unchecked, it will remove all the oxygen from the air and suffocate our trio. Carlos crunches the firefighter numbers and determines they won't have long. The announcer comes on to let them know the exit won't open for another 10 minutes and demands they pick one of the 10 lockers for the chance to win an oxygen mask. With a 1 in 10 chance, Akane pleads that they pick as soon as possible. However, after picking, the announcer lets, comes back at them and lets them know that it knows where the mask is and that it will eliminate every locker but the one that contains the mask and the one previously chosen. This is, of course, the Monty Hall problem. Akane perks up at this, but passes out from oxygen dep deprivation before she can explain the probability. If Carlos does not switch his locker choice, the mask is lost and the entire team retires from the game. If he does decide to switch lockers, only one mask is revealed. Carlos confirms that there is only enough oxygen to supply one person with enough air to live through the trap. He and Junpei, almost without words, agree that Akane should be given the mask. She comes to soon enough for Junpei to struggle through a memory of their childhood. He recalls Akane putting on a silly character mask at a local festival, trying to demand he wear one as well while she struggled to move around in Yukata too big for her. She begs for him to put on the mask, but he embraces her to keep the mask on until he loses consciousness, his engagement ring falling onto the floor and out of camera. When the trap runs its course, Akane leaves the facility without any ceremony. Love that Carlos's firefighting skills really coming in handy this time. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's his team. Mm -hmm. It's his team. He, he, gets the, he gets the axe. He gets the room where they're going to be killed by fire extinguisher juice. He didn't get the room where someone was incinerated. No, he didn't. He didn't. Well, he can't. He can't fight that. That's true. Yeah. The fire has to be in progress. You know. Mm hmm. Or one that you actively start in the mm -hmm. room yourself. Mm hmm. To sort of briefly go into the puzzle, because there's not much to say. It's it's kind of fine to me. It felt like a collection of mechanics that we see in other either other games or in other puzzles. Like the wheels reminded me of like the captain's chamber. We have to do like the turning the steering wheel to like the west and then the east and back and forth there's like a silly crane game that is a different crane game from the one we played in 999 uh we have to like match up the sound effects of the crane and then play them back and then it just drops down to like an industrial crane from a ceiling just drops down to like tap the tiniest button it's very funny mm-hmm Oh, some some good button comedy in in these these routes. That's true. These fragments. That's true. Good button game in general. Yeah, yeah. Should have more buttons. They're like, it sucked that that the AB game was all digital. Here's some fucking buttons. Can you imagine? Brief brief aside, but can you imagine <laughs> if the AV game if we played it, but instead there were just like giant game show buttons that people had to slam. It'd be so much better. Yeah, you have like a like a comic book like them slamming their hand down and it's like mm -hmm. it's like i vote b yeah <laughs> be so good let's let's get that remake going yeah 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 you have uh virtue's last reward again virtue's last last reward yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real this time yeah, there's not a whole lot else going on in this you get some glasses which i think are like not 
interesting. The nonsense. The nonsense. The, the, the room already doesn't have a personality. There's not like a strong aesthetic style to the kind of su- the kind of period of technology or like style of security that the that the room is facilitating. And then you're just given this like fuck off like cyberpunk like AR Google Glass thing with like a like a mouthpiece. Except it doesn't work like AR. It's just like playing a looped video. Yes. Yeah. You just you just, you just tap it from your inventory and it plays a video. It's, it's yeah. very silly. The puzzles are 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 like fine. Like I wasn't like I, this is at any point unpleasant or like I wasn't ever like mad at any of the puzzles in a way where I was like this is this is like not designed to communicate the important detail, but. It certainly does not reflect the room in any way in which that just like craving, <laughs> craving in this in this style of game. Like, like, I, like I really, really care more about the room feeling meaningful and evoking uh, space than, than I do care about the puzzles and mm-hmm. not getting that. Yeah, we've had a lot of just gray slabs of rooms kind of kind of now that there's like a collection of puzzles to look at this is like starting to to inch towards virtue's last reward for me in terms of just like room homogeny at least in like their visual design i'd even be fine with there being fragments where there's just no like more like more or any fragments where there's just no puzzle yeah yeah because like because like this this some of these scenes are just like are are pretty interesting if i could just Mm -hmm. consume them quickly and then like place them into the chronology at some point like that'd be fine like I, i didn't need all the extra puzzles yeah, this game definitely feels beholden to the like format that it's made for itself over the mm-hmm. last two games, which is which is a shame because I yeah I think at this point I might just be more interested in just an actual visual novel and not not the puzzle <laughs> game version. Yeah, which is surprising for me to say because I I like I like escape room games, but like I've had enough and the puzzles aren't doing it anymore. Well, it's because it's because we've seen really good versions of this that mm-hmm. like that like really really slot into the the narrative events, and it's like it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that, and yeah. and neither escape games or really any like like visual novels with puzzle elements are are doing that very frequently. Mm-hmm. I think about like how in nine nine nine, like I can think of like every puzzle room because they're all yes. like even the ones I don't like are like really distinctive. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, you know, a version of this game, of the last game, where it's just like, yeah, we only have, like, maybe nine puzzles. We, we, can't, we shouldn't do this, but um, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to pop quiz you on puzzles in Virtue's Last Reward at some point in the rest of this show. Just be like, name more than five. I, I, could, I think I could do it. You could do it, okay. Yeah. Well, 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 we'll find out. We'll find out. Pop quiz. Okay. We'll we'll say that. Maybe we can cover that when I fail all my predictions. I can mm-hmm. redeem myself, my uh, my knowledge of a different video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a fine puzzle. Whatever. Yeah, June plays very horny out of nowhere in this in this puzzle. He's kind of been just like just a guy or like a a, a bitter guy, and now he's got some of his like sex comedy juice back none of the jokes are good but it did stand out to me as like oh he's making jokes again he's not just emo yeah. well now he's feeling nostalgic mm-hmm. it's like oh maybe maybe if i make sex jokes that'll remind akane what she likes about me and not firefighters mm-hmm. yeah because akane is very horny for firefighters in this scene i think horny is an overstatement <laughs> maybe 
I don't know. I don't think she's like expressing lust for firefighters. She's just like nerdy calculator girling. That's true. She's she's like fully sexless in this in this yeah. game. She is extremely sexless. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, there's no jokes about them sharing a bed or anything in this mm-hmm. game. No 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 shy blushing as Akane thinks of something dirty. Yeah, but she loves firefighters a lot. Mm-hmm. Really into Carlos having a firefighter brain mm-hmm. because he checks where the fire extinguishers are every time he goes into a room. They don't. They don't know. I'm checking all the fire extinguishers. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. That's what he does at parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does that, and then he can also apparently calculate the amount of carbon dioxide in the air. Does that will? I guess. I didn't follow the terminology of that scene closely enough to know whether or not it's carbon dioxide or my impression was that it was dispensing the same material that's in a fire extinguisher, which is like a removes air because that's how it kills a fire. That was that was what I thought was happening. It was hard to say. I know he just says like there's 24 percent carbon dioxide in the air. He's like talking about the parts per million. And I'm like, um, (laughs) I don't have firefighter brain. I (laughs) I can't follow this this terminology. Uh, It's very funny, though. He runs the numbers. He also becomes calculator. Mm-hmm. This game is what happens if you just had like nine Alice's trapped in a in a vault. They all just start talking about statistics. I think that'd be a better game. Probably, yeah. <laughs> then we play Let's Make a Deal with some lockers. Uh, originally, in my head, I went to Deal or No Deal because I'm a child. But hearing that this is literally the Monty Hall problem, I was like, oh, okay, no, we're literally just playing Let's mm-hmm. Make a Deal. Mm-hmm. Very funny. This is like maybe the only time in this series up to this point where like someone's mentioned a paradox or a brain teaser, some some type of puzzle and not explained it because Akane just immediately passes out after she's like, <laughs> Monty Hall problem. <laughs> Carlos doesn't watch television. so he doesn't No, know. no, he doesn't know. Should we explain it or... Yeah, yeah. So the Monty Hall problem, show host Monty Hall t- shows you three doors. He says, uh, pick one, you get a prize. Um, the other two have goats behind them. You pick one. He says, all right, I'm going to eliminate one that definitely has a goat behind it. Do you want to switch? And then the brain teaser is over whether or not you have better chances switching or not. Uh, so your initial choice has a one in three chance. While the every other door has a... Fuck, how does this go? It's the, it's the door. The There's three doors and the one of them is open. So now the door that you did not select initially, there is a two and three chance that it is the one with the prize behind it. So like mathematically, you should always switch, which is very funny because this was originally apparently proposed in like a letter to the editor, like a Ask Susie or whatever. I should actually, what's, I have the Wikipedia page still open. It's a... Asked Marilyn, sorry. And everybody was like, no, that's not how it works. I definitely wouldn't switch. I shouldn't switch. You're, <laughs> you're wrong. You got the math wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, just complete denial. Very funny to me. There's apparently like a whole class of, of paradoxes like this that maybe we'll get into later where like the result seems illogical or absurd and yet is, is mathematically correct. But we don't hear any of that in the game. Uh, which is I, I think is great. 
Carlos doesn't know. Junpei sure doesn't know. He's, he's no. preoccupied. <laughs> and you just die if you don't if you don't switch. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> if if we do get it right, we get to hear a bit about Akane comes back to life, and then we get Junpei going through some old memories, which I didn't really care for. It felt very silly to me because immediately he's just like, "I remember your dead mom." And then it goes on to talk about... <laughs> Did he say dead mom? Yeah. He's like, oh, you were wearing that yukata that like reminded you... Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And then they talk about the fairground scene. Uh, it sounded like you were more positive on it. Yeah. I mean, I would like I would have liked more of this sooner if they were really trying to pitch Akane and Junpei as like a romantic pair. Because in 999, it's just like, remember the bunnies. Always to the murdered bunnies. As far as I know, that was the only time they ever spent together. Yeah, there's there's just like I just need like a bit like like just more abstracted, generic, like childhood friend events. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I don't I don't need it filled super much because like their their dynamic itself throughout the games is like relatively interesting. Like I still I still like that they're kind of like di- like not divorced divorced couple in this. Given the way in which they've been at odds with each other throughout the three games, mm-hmm. um, like I think, I think that's fun because it's like, or yeah, Temyoji, old man Temyoji would be pissed off at it leaves Virtual Reward pissed off at Akane, and now we're in a game that's in the past, but is like still like emotionally reflective of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just wish at any point, even even in Virtual Reward, could have there could have been like a break to do this um, once once that was kind of put in the air. But yeah, I, I I think this anecdote in a scene is like a like a nice scene between characters that I that I like like and have a, a different image about than this game is <laughs> projecting. But yeah, would would have liked more of this in this game, any of these games, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my problem is really just that Akane is such a dramatically different character and doesn't seem to reflect the other games that like like in my head I barely even like put them together because it's just like no this is just this is. Akane's been replaced. Uh, she's now divorce coded and and just really into guys. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to like situate this in a way that's like entertaining for me because it's it's more just like uh, I guess more like Juneplay characterization than anything more than it is to me like their relationship. Because then immediately after that, we get the engagement ring dramatically falling out of Junpei's pocket as he dies, tumbling out of frame. It's very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And then Akane just walks out by mm-hmm. herself. Other people are alive still, too. Akane just, like, is just so destroyed by this that she decides to end the game and leave the other people mm-hmm. in the facility, I guess. Well, they weren't going to marry her. No, no, they weren't. And they weren't firefighters, so, like... What she got left. I don't think she takes Gab with her, which is a waste. Uh, I feel like he's in the frame. Is he? I can't remember. He's he's in there sometimes. Yeah. The the leaving scenes are so inconsequential that I don't really think about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Door opens. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. Let's move on to Radical 6. Q-Team rouses in the biolab at 1810. Our boy leaders suggest the lab is in the bomb shelter due to the creators anticipating and hoping to counteract a future pandemic. Without announcement, a monitor in the room gives them the instructions to slash the pig's stomach, gesturing to a small pig in formaldehyde within the lab. Eric rushes at the state of the room and the task at hand before they set off to poke about the lab's equipment. 
When the pig is finally cut open, three syringes emerge. Zero takes the mic to explain, but first recounts the snail story, while the camera pans to Mira, Eric, and then the young boy, as it talks about first the murdered woman, the wrongly suspected father, and the boy who dies in the hospital, respectively. He lets them know that the syringes contain Radical 6, while some needles that they had to prick their fingers on for the puzzle may or may not have contained Fantastic Bio-R, a virus that makes all of your blood explode from your body, but is conveniently counteracted by Radical 6. He comforts them, however, by letting them know that he is actually perfectly clairvoyant so they are safe. If he saw that they would inject themselves, he would have put FBR on the needles. And if he saw that they wouldn't inject themselves, he'd admit the virus. There's totally not a decision game here, so he says not to worry about it before signing off. When the ball boy opts to not inject Radical 6, he speaks on the basis that Fantastic Bio-R sounds like a bunch of bullshit. While he somehow knows that Radical 6 is real, he says with certainty that they're safe. He and Eric slip out, leaving Mira to sneak a syringe of Radical 6 out of the room. Back in the lounge, Eric and Mira press the boy to explain what Radical 6 is. He gives a bunch of speculative sci-fi babble, to which they immediately say, please give us an analogy that does not really further expand on the player's understanding. The announcer chimes in at this point to announce C-Team's death. Our boy hero sees flashes of C-Team's demise as he confidently proclaims it was caused by the vote. Eric speaks to the weird little old guy in the room to see what he thinks about C-Team being dead, while Mira and the boy tease him for asking someone who can't talk. Zero follows this by knocking that out on schedule. In the timeline where the team decides to inject Radical 6, the boy makes a probability table. Assuming Zero is definitely trying to kill them, injecting Radical 6, which only has a 75% mortality rate, compared with Fantastic Bio R's 100%, makes injecting it a no-brainer. They return to the lounge and assume they're fine since no one has suddenly committed suicide. Mira, however, negs Eric about his weird laugh, to which he goes on at length about how when his mother was alive, she implored him to face life's challenges with laughter and smiles to try to come to understand one another. After she died, though, his father became physically abusive and conditioned him to smile simply because he had nothing left. After the long aside, Mira gives a chuckle, thinking Eric's pain childhood abuse story was a joke. The boy leader and Eric are taken aback by Mira's reaction, so she goes on about how she never has understood how to respond to a certain situation. She walks up as if she's about to embrace Eric, but instead stabs him suddenly. Unable to ask for explanation or see if Mira is somehow under the effects of Radical Six, she cuts down the ball-headed boy soon after. Radical Six, our favorite, it's back, mm-hmm. and can't we can't escape it. Can't escape it. Six million people. Mm-hmm. And we're one of them. There's a lot in this in this fragment, and also I'm I'm intrigued by what I initially thought was a typo on your part, and now. <laughs> Yeah, I did have to make some some live corrections to my edits in the summary. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. Uh, first, we have this puzzle, which is another lab puzzle and kind of underwhelming. I got really owned by one of the puzzles in this, as is my is my habit to do so. And we discovered beforehand that I got owned by doing a part of the puzzle that Axe never does, which is opening a locker. <laughs> That you have to put like a Simon Says uh, password into. I have no idea what the solution to this puzzle is. You take the centrifuge and use it to separate the liquids. And then if you look at each color under the microscope, it shows you how many like 
cells cells there's the word i'm looking for Cell. how many cells each one has so you're like oh yellow has like five cells so i put five in the simon says puzzle and then that's how you oh, solve it oh each oh each one is a different each section of the mm-hmm. thing is a it's a distinct color yeah oh, oh okay yeah yeah I, mean, I, just, I just skipped i just skipped this <laughs> well you'd be fine too because you don't you don't need it <laughs> Yeah, when you get it out, you get a bunch of pills, which if you, which are like uh, ink colors that you can make with the centrifuge. And if you turn them around and look at the bath, they're like a like a, if you imagine like a sheet of like Tylenol that has like the little uh, foil wrappers. Um, the ones that are missing are in the shape of numbers. So I looked at that. Yeah, so it's like. You can see like a one with like a whole side empty or like a two, um, but they're all jumbled together. It just tells together. you the order of the colors on the back of the plate after you microwave it. And you can just, you you don't need this step at all. Well, no, that's the thing is that this doesn't correspond to that at all. It's not the same numbers. I don't actually. The, the, I there's don't... no numbers. You, you, you just, you just put the, um, you put, you put the knife into the machine where you put the mixed colors into. It it opens the thing, mm-hmm. and then the the back of the metal sheet after you microwave it has the colors on in order. Yeah. Well, no. What I'm saying is that the numbers, if you flip them around again, each of the pills has a different color, and you can make those colors using the centrifuge. Well, you can make the you can make those colors the centrifuge with just the normal fluids. I don't. I don't. No, they're different <laughs> colors. They they don't match up. They're completely different. You just mix them. I don't. Oh, no, I'm saying like the colors, the colors that you make from the centrifuge, if you are following the pills, are not the same as if you follow the tray that you put in the microwave. So it's just a red herring? Oh, okay. No, sorry. I, I quickly looked at the guide and then the colors correspond to a different puzzle, which is the order that you need to put the, you get like uh, tubes of different creatures and each of those has like a color that relates to them. So it's like pink uh, shark or something. And you have to put those in an order on a, like you have to line them up next to each other in a specific order. Oh, I I thought the, yeah, you get, no, you get that from putting the tubes into the, into the one machine. Do you also get it from that? I, I guess so, because I, I, I got that sheet where it gives the order. No, so the the computer shows the icons. The icons, but they're yeah. not they don't go in that order. They mostly go in that order. But yeah, that's that's the thing, is you can totally do it like you, you don't you don't <laughs> Okay, okay. You, okay, this is where the gap is. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I got super owned by that because I was I did not put the sheet in the microwave before this. And also Aww. to make those colors you have to do it in like a really elaborate way because they, you only have like four different base bases that you can make and they use each other up when you mix them together. So you have to like mix one, go over, put it in the machine, go back, separate that liquid, make a different one, go back to the machine again and do that like for every single color. Yeah, it sounds like it sucks. It did suck, but also I was like, Huh, this is weirdly elaborate. Like, I don't remember a puzzle where you had to, like, 
leave the input device and then go away and then come back and like continue where you were with that puzzle but no that's just it was it was not real it was i made it up uh and i finally put the the sheet in the microwave and it just tells me the order just right just written on there very silly i i think the the puzzle is only like semi save because i like mira eric and the boys banter together even though yes. it is like it is like absurd in in the way that like at one point you find like a baby fetus in a jar and eric is just like whoa what the fuck and beer is like oh why are you so scared of this baby i like making it like a like a doesn't want to have kids sort of like, <laughs> yeah. joke instead of like we just we just randomly found a fetus in a jar that's a little oh. unsettling <laughs> and, and and then the boy is also in on it the whole time too it's not even just air not mira's just like detachment mm-hmm. from reality uh, it's very funny eric is the only reasonable person in this scene for the first time <laughs> which is a really weird really wild thing to to say I like this team the most. I think I'm I'm, pl- I'm planting my flag right now. I think I think I like this team the most. Yeah, I'm surprised because like I was pretty down on mostly because of Eric's characterization, mm-hmm. which we'll we'll talk to at like kind of the end of this fragment. But um, yeah, like their their dynamic is just like the most developed and like integrated, and also Zero is like having the most fun with them as well. Mm-hmm. There's like a clear connection between like Mira and like the like weird snail backstory that keeps coming up versus like Sigma and Fire like just playing a different game the whole time and and we've already talked about Junpei and them but um <laughs> yeah this this team feels like the most like there's a cohesive idea here and we're like seeing it play out like like Mira's ending is like probably like the most substantial maybe maybe no actually the the uh one more five gets incinerated is, is probably my my like i think the, yeah the i feel like the most like oh the story is here yeah but, <laughs> but other other than that the only ending that really stand out to me is the one where mira starts to rip eric's heart or heart ripping. eric's heart out yeah also that you can just get that at, at like episode two beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, it's very surprising to me. I did not did not expect the the team of completely new characters to to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you, what do you think of the the snail story this time? I haven't didn't really think about it that much because mm. it was like I've heard this before. No, you know we have no. we we have Mir- what about yeah yeah Mira who mm-hmm. murdered a woman at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You have Eric, who talks about his father. Uh, okay, I, I see. I see how this is. This is this is making me very interested now in who who Zero is actually, and how he plays into this. Mm-hmm. Um, which I haven't given like two fucks who Zero is this whole game mm-hmm. so far. But yeah, now that we have like, oh, Mira, Mira killed her lover's mom potentially, and a a boy died but didn't die on the operating table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some interesting stuff happening here i have to think about it more because yeah on, honestly i'm like struggling in some of these scenes to like pull the information out because i'm just like fatigued by hearing 
the same snail story multiple times. Yeah, the game's like sits back over to being bad at connecting the different fragments. It, it it was like really strong for a little bit, it, just because of like our what our selection ended up like. But like the general mass of them, as we're running out of, as we as we reach the end of our standardly <laughs> unlocked fragments, where we're just like, eh, what's happening? Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely getting a little looser. Cool. And then we have Radical Six again, and uh, we get to we get to inject ourselves this time instead of Akane doing it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the boy just saying, just just flat out refusing that Fnatic Bio R is real, but also being like, but Radical Six, I know about that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 sold as absurdity too, so it's like it's a, um, it's it's both like good character for the scene because it's it's fucking funny um but it's like good character for like hmm what's going on with q team <laughs> these characters mm-hmm. we know nothing about yeah they just a zero explanation given uh which is good the like scene that follows this is like very silly and i don't really have that much to think about it other than the boy being like weirdly knowledgeable about stuff that hasn't happened like he says that six million people will die just just pulls that number out of of thin air or like expressing that he like has this like a highly specific and uh scientific understanding of what radical six is in a way Mm -hmm. that hasn't really been explained on screen um i don't i'd like i'm just not i'm not engaging with it but like i understand that happened in the scene i think that's that's interesting Mm mm-hmm yeah, he he just he knows stuff that uh maybe children shouldn't know. Random mm-hmm. children that show up unannounced in a bomb shelter. And then and we have Mira. Uh this one was really funny to me hearing about the Japanese audio. Uh, cause she the boy is like talking about He's talking about um what her like um parental traits are actually passed down in that in situations right, of like right. heightened um heightened stress um certain previously passive traits have a potentially higher likelihood of being genetically shared between offspring mm-hmm. like being Which, i don't know point. if that's true <laughs> i don't know if that's true either. i didn't look that one up and i didn't i didn't check the notes if there was a citation but also, also the trait they're they're talking about is is being clairvoyant, and, and Mira Mira asks or, or proposes that if her and Eric did the horizontal tango, then their child would be clairvoyant. Which apparently she just says sex in the Japanese audio. She just says the she just <laughs> says the English word sex. Yes. Uh, so would really love to know the who, who, the localization team. What 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 that euphemism specifically was? Uh, where they got the, where they felt compelled to uh, to pull that one from? I thought they could have pulled like the French word. Yeah, literally any other euphemism I would have been yeah, fine with. Yeah, yeah, I've never. This is like something that like you hear in like uh like nineteen forties like drama. Yeah. <laughs> or like the old guy in a in a like a uh, late. A 20th century military drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like smoking a cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking to the mid-Atlantic accent. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Eric's aside asking about whether or not the other teams were dead? 
Yeah, so this is the one I thought was a typo because because <laughs> the the way it's like like shown in the game sort of makes it seem like he's talking to Gab. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they cut to Gab, and then they, then they, then they talk at the camera. Weird little guy. Sorry, this is maybe like proposing like too straightforward a question for like how much more of this game we have to play. Am I meant to believe that the leader of Q Team is the dog? Is that what this is implying? <laughs> why, why would you think that? Because uh, you wrote "weird little guy" in the in the summary, and mm-hmm. now we have to start talking about him. And also, he's been like the most helpful character in the game. Oh well, Gab's Gab's not on Q Team. He's not. He's not in the game. <laughs> he's 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 just he's just the he's like the facility. No, no, no. Gab's not on Q Team. Okay, so he so he's not the extant narrative force. <laughs> Okay. No, no, that'd be that'd be, that'd be that'd be a good game though. That'd be a good game where where, where Gab was zero. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go back and type Gab into every game entry prompt now and see what it does. <laughs> God, I wish that was true. Oh I was... man. <laughs> man, what a what a game. So I guess we just have we have some other weird little guy that I guess is just on the floor in in these scenes that we're talking to. Just some unseen. Just a guy. Unseen just guy. Just a weird that, old guy that nobody's felt compelled to mention or just to at all. He doesn't talk. So he basically doesn't exist. Is is I guess how everyone else else views. Well, him. well, well, well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. We, we've got. We've got some options. With Q Team in particular. Wait, what you mean options for who they could be? Yeah, yeah, we got some options. What's everyone's name? We got <laughs> We got Mira. We got mm-hmm. Eric. Mm-hmm. We've got the ball boy. Mm-hmm. And we and got then? And then Q. And then Q Yeah. So so yes, no, I know Q is the is the other character. We mm-hmm. we 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 uh determine that. He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just me. It's just the player. No, no, he's in the room. They 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 said no. Why are you talking to him? They're talking about him. Yeah, this this is a very silly way to do this on a podcast. Uh, we'll just we'll put a pin in that because my brain's not working. Uh, I don't. No, no, you got it. You got it. No, you got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Talk to Q, the leader, who can't talk, he hasn't talked the whole game, and is it is there. See, but you're saying that, but the way you're saying it is like I'm like. Missing some very important detail. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the game's gotta happen still, but you got, you got it. Okay, all right, um, great, good video game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue to believe it's Gab until shown otherwise. <laughs> that 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 is that is compelling. That I've never thought about that one. Because I, I mean, I mean, the way so so just to extrapolate briefly on my thought process is that like. The way I read this scene, and maybe I just missed them saying, no, they just say, why are you talking to me? Can't talk. So it, it matches mm-hmm. either way. My impression was that like Eric is just like losing his mind. And it's just like, I, I, I there's no one else. No, everyone's turned against me. Let me talk to this dog. And like, that that was where I was going at of like the, the stress leading him to just like start talking to, to animals 
but no, it's it's some weird little guy, I guess. It's probably going to be something fucked up, like uh, what's what's the free the soul guy left brother? Mm, mm. One of them. Want to add that to your list? My my list of of uh, predictions. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll grant you this one. Okay, yeah, I'll say that I'll say that the. Oh, those are two different people. I'll say that it's uh, what left is the one that died, right? Supposedly, uh, or is it who who was leading it in Virtue's Last Reward? I can't honestly I, remember. I don't remember. Well, the, well, the one that was not leading it. Oh no no left left was the one that died. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So I'm saying Q is left. That's that's my that's my prediction, I guess. Q is left. Q is left. Yes. Okay. Left okay. in a bomb shelter. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now all that bullshit's out of the way. <laughs> so let's talk about the, when they do inject radical six. Yeah. If um, they do, it, if they if they stab themselves with that good suicide virus, uh, nothing happens because uh, uh, statistics are on their side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we get a little whiteboard from somewhere where where uh, a boy writes out his. His table of of possibilities that everyone's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yep. I I fully I have one hundred percent faith in numbers. Monty Hall, you wrote here is the prisoner's dilemma. Yeah, I mean it's also a prisoner. It's <laughs> it's it's reminiscent of the just because it's like a like a a two variable two variables that are binary table. Yeah. Table which they draw frequently to express the prisoner's dilemma yeah. in the AB vote in in Virtue's Last Reward. It's the prisoner's dilemma if the other prisoner was a virus that may or may not have infected you. Mm-hmm. They they do it. They're like, yep, that's it. And then they're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then but in that back in the lounge, we get uh, actually a, a pretty substantial scene of Eric talking about his childhood, and we sort of get a different perspective on sort of the abuse that we knew happened to him from one of the last fragments. Um, but this one is like weirdly not terrible like the last one was. Uh it's sort of positioned as like he his mom was like trying to encourage him to just like, you know, put on a brave face and sort of, you know, take on the world that way. And then his mom died and his dad became abusive. So then he changed that to be like, uh, maybe because he was accused of a murder mm-hmm. that he didn't do. Yeah, that that would do it. But yeah, so then he starts to smile through it to like, you know, kind of work through this, uh, traumatic event that's happening to him, which is like very like simplistic in the way that the game puts it, but also is like, at, at least like not, this person became a monster because they were abused, um, mm-hmm. which is what we got last time. This is like something he's like, you know, had a traumatic event. Here's his response. Makes sense as a way someone would cope with child abuse. Uh, and he's just, you know, a kind of sympathetic character in that way, being vulnerable in this moment. The way they cut into this scene is, is still kind of weird because it's, yes. it's like... <laughs> Mira's like Eric, your last really weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, and then like some abstraction of what we see in flashback is then relayed by Eric in some way, and he's like, and that's why my laugh's weird. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Because my dad beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's 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 still it's still zero time dilemma. Um, it is still zero time dilemma. But uh, I was I was mercifully surprised that this didn't just like double down on, and this is why Eric is kind of pathetic and in love with a serial killer and also maybe kills his brother. At least buries his brother. Buries his brother. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And then Mira just fucking kills him. <laughs> well, she's She looks like she's about to apologize for laughing or something. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really inexplicable. It's really, really unclear why she does this. I don't remember if we get much more after this branch once we start getting unlocks um because she leaves so i don't i don't think so i think i think most of the branches are kind of are not all that's not true that's not true um but a lot of the branches are generally kind of capped by someone leaving um Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know i i I, we talked a bit we don't want to really dwell too much on on this because it's it's not really well executed or like Mm -hmm. what we find interesting about the game like it could probably be the way in which Mira is coded to like not understand social cues. And that is the mm-hmm. way that she is a, a in thing that leads to her being a serial killer, which also <laughs> then has its own problems. Um, yeah, but it, it could be, could be that it could be her logic for selecting him as her like target of love slash murder um, being broken down by the story somehow. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really externalize either that logic process in her first, in her heart ripper reveal. Or here, and it's like I don't, I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, it, which it, way it is one way or the it, other. It kind of just reads like it's played for shock value, or it's like we got to end the scene somehow. What if, what if we killed him after this vulnerable moment? Because mm-hmm. like all these, all these explanations could be true, but they're like they're just speculation on like pretty thin aspects of Amira's character so far. Like I could totally yeah. see it being like, oh, he's not actually like pathetic and vacuous he's like you know has like some real heavy shit going on i can't have that in my in the heart that i'm gonna rip Mm -hmm. but you know that's 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 me trying to make this scene more substantial than it actually is because we podcast about it and i would like there to be like themes in this game or it's a new radical six side effect or it's yeah or it's radical six well yeah yeah, i you know people no, they didn't kill people in the other one. No, they did not kill people. I, I remember there being like a scene where you walk into all the bodies, but that's just because everybody got Radical Six at the same time. They, they did one scalpel and they passed it around patiently as <laughs> yes. they killed each other. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Different kind um, of fucked up video game. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll put a pin in that, maybe. Yeah. Also put a pin in, um, hey, Mira took some Radical Six with her in the other one. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about that. I've I've been like increasingly, increasingly feeling like Mira is is in some way working with Free the Soul, but mm. but I, yeah, I don't have anything more other than she's done a lot of really suspicious stuff other than murder people. She just, she just has a different set of values. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not not great. But we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Maybe, maybe Beer is the one that kills six billion people. Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe Scab. Zero was Gab theory. 
See, see if anyone thought of this on the internet <laughs> after the episode. <laughs> I hope so. Oh man, no! Imagine if you're burdened with the fir- being the first person on the internet to think about this. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just dreadful? That's the real zero time dilemma. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's just the beauty of podcasting. Mm-hmm. You just you come up with all sorts of new revelations as your brain mm-hmm. slowly just implodes. It slows down like Radical Six. Yeah. Got anything else to say about this fragment? Not a thing. I think it's time to move on to suppression. D-Team wakes up at 1805 in the checkered healing room. Fi has the sensation that she's jumped, but can't quite pin it down, so the trio begins making moves to open the way out. We fumble around harpsichord keys and play with the room's AR walls before revealing a comically large blue button. Flashing around the button is text that says, Do not press. Sigma, of course, decides that they should press it. He and Fi bicker back and forth, continuing to argue as Diana is faced with the decision game prompt. If Diana decides to press it, the entire facility erupts in a massive blue explosion. When Diana abstains, the door quietly opens up and the three return to the lounge. Diana pulls Sigma to the side to press him on his actual age after Phi called him an old man in the healing room. He once again recaps his and Phi's time-hopping adventure, explaining that he has lived all 67 years between the two points in time while Phi is still physically and mentally 20-something, having been cryogenically frozen before jumping back. He names the shift phenomenon, the distinct usage of the morphogenetic field that emerged during the AB project, which allows someone to move between instances of themselves across different world branches, and explains it as best as he could to poor Diana, who is playing Zero Time Dilemma first. Following the belabored explanation, the announcer comes in to notify us that Carlos, Akane, Junpei, and Eric have all died. As images of C-Team's execution flash in their mind, Diana says with certainty that they know they died because of the vote just as Eric, likely heart-rippered in the study, pops up on the lounge monitors. The lights suddenly go out, and a robed figure dashes in to attack Diana. Sigma knocks her out of the way, taking a grave wound in his side. He insists she leaves him behind to find Phi while he holds off the attacker for as long as he can. Diana finds Phi back in the healing room, staring at the blank walls, doing absolutely nothing. The two return to find Sigma in a puddle of his own blood. Diana lifts him slightly, pleading for him to live, while he delusionally gives his last regards instead to Luna. Phi tries to tell Diana that they need to move, but the confused woman instead flings accusation at Phi, the only other person in Ward D, before running off. Diana finds brief respite in the shower room, cowering in a stall. She hears Phi stumble in, but realizes that she's been attacked as well. Phi has just enough life to explain she was attacked before pleading for Diana to leave. Diana makes her way to the X door with Gab and silently puts in the X passes, but just as the door opens, is struck down as well. I feel like this is this puzzle feels like the most we got trapped in an actual escape game. It does. It, it is just like room that can be anything, and also there's a piano in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really the we ran out of unique room designs. What if we just put a dial that that changes mm-hmm. things up? The healing room. You heal by playing Escape the Room flash puzzles. Mm-hmm. You turn the thermostat, and suddenly you're in the cloud level for Mario 64. It's 2028. They got Flashpoint in there. <laughs> Imagine playing Flashpoint on a, on a full wall. On <laughs> a wall. 
walking to someone's apartment and they have just like a massive projector and it's playing like shift maybe yeah, that's maybe that's where where sigma got the got the name for the shift principle mm. they got one of these at like uh villanova university sure um my, my my high school computer science teacher told me that was he was he potentially involved in the the shift project no um <laughs> the no, AV project? you know that that um she was a woman oh okay. she was a woman you misogynist that's t- true true you got me <laughs> actually she <laughs> oh man um yeah yeah she, but she, she was definitely a shifter for sure mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah cool uh we'll get her on the show for a future podcast mm-hmm. yeah i'll walk over to the high school right now mm-hmm. yeah this puzzle is pretty fun i think mostly because it's just a, a, a an actual escape room um it really feels like those flash games i i like the scavenger hunt for collected all of these piano pieces that just you you just rip them out one at a time from the piano and they're like huh i guess i'll carry this around with me then you gotta you gotta take photos of other parts of the room to you have to scan you have to scan the room to find uh outlines of the shapes of the different keys take a photo and that unlocks a cover for the corresponding key because all of them have fallen out of the harpsichord and need to be entered into a console. Mm -hmm. It's fun in just the way that like, I got, I got a bunch of little things I got to find and let me do a bunch of small puzzles to get them, which I think are like probably my favorite form of puzzles in this game. I I also like the, the environment of the room being like a healing room and like none of its apparent features are clear to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that's a good antagonism with the like, like right. The rooms don't literally have to depict what the room is. Like it doesn't have to be like a one to one depiction of like what that room would feel like. But like I need you to have a thought about the room. And this one is your room called healing room, and it's like oh, there's a lounge and music, and it's all just like really fucking disorienting and inconvenient mm-hmm. and kind of kind of annoying. Um, because you're not here to be healing roomed. Yeah, turn turns out a uh, healing room in a desk game maybe maybe a mis- misnomer. Mm-hmm. Though also I've this, I've been in some weird spas and this isn't that that far off. No, the time I got my COVID vaccine was like in a weird back room of a convenience store drugstore that they like retconned the manager's office to turn into a COVID vaccination point. It had like made it seem like a nice little spa so you'd be relaxed it was very surreal um and that's what that's what i was thinking of what? playing this game <laughs> oh man american um health infrastructure is such a fucking joke yeah it was um, it was great still a joke two million cases y'all over 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 new year's uh stay safe uh, wear a mask mm-hmm. uh, don't go out if, if you can uh yeah, I'm 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 recovering from having uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. our own pa- our own pandemic. Yeah, I got radical yeah. six. Um, I'm still alive, thankfully. I was one of the twenty five percent, but you know, uh, yeah, be safe out there. Get your free your <laughs> your free test from USPS. Yeah, yeah. CVS is still providing those. Like all this PSA that we're doing right now. <laughs> it's fine. It'll still be relevant in a year when people listen. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really will. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, um, yeah, um, I really like this this puzzle where Pi just starts calling to Gwen Old Man again. It's so good. It's very funny. It's just like all, just constantly throughout the puzzle, it's just like, no, we're not doing that, you old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's funny because it's never changed technically. Mm-hmm. Like like there's always been the text of their relationship, but like 
before it was like this mismatch where like you you weren't in on the joke and now you get to like watch it and it's there's like still a mismatch and now there's Mm -hmm. someone else who's not in on the joke it's amazing very good uh this big blue button though very good as we mentioned uh a couple fragments ago a lot of buttons in this in this episode and this this is maybe the best button in the game so far it has like a hologram like ring glowing and spinning around it. It says do mm-hmm. not press. It's amazing. It's like it's like, huh? How's <laughs> like how would this work? It it's like as you're solving the puzzle, there's like a uh like tube in the middle, like a human sized yes. tube, and then as you solve the puzzle, the tube lifts up and there's this button is there on a giant pedestal with the ring flashing around it. Why is it in the healing room? Why is the blow up the immediate five mile radius button <laughs> in the healing room oh you would never guess to look for it in the healing room mm-hmm. it's, it's healing in like the sense of like a like a jrpg villain healing the earth by destroying it yeah maybe maybe, maybe freeing some souls yeah 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 exactly uh it's very funny when you push this button because it's just like a looty tunes like oh push the button and then flash <laughs> flash outside the facility everything explodes yeah yeah cuts cuts once to everyone's face and it's like uh cuz th- cuz they're all bickering <laughs> and Dieta just does it the way this decision game occurs is that like the decision game um i, I said this vaguely but like just to make clear uh the decision game prompt occurs and there's like a button that's like diegetic there's no like interface you're just like tapping the region of the screen that would ha- has the button um but uh, it it because it's r- a real time countdown of the time that you have to take to press the button um it's actually i, I think there's a, there's not a timer given the button just appears right this this, this is the other thing that's interesting about the decision game is there's, there's no prompt like they didn't they didn't have to engage with the button at all Mm-hmm. Sigma just Sigma just makes up that there's a time limit, maybe. Um, yeah, and you're just kind of imposed with this time limit staring at the button while Sigma and Phi continue to have voiced argument at each other mm-hmm. as the countdown goes. Um, it's it's very uh, fun style break for the decision games, which are which pr- have a format and like I don't have a problem with them, but it's like it's cool that it like understands what what language and tools are available to them mm-hmm. with, with this like part of the game. Yeah, it's a, it's like over a minute of real time that you have to wait as well. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is a substantial amount of time compared to the other like countdowns that we've gotten, which have mostly been like ten seconds. Ten seconds, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it just like is an extension of the scene, mm-hmm. and this is like it's just the thing I'm constantly begging the game to do with the puzzles. I'm just like, no, just like actually extend the like like just have a, mid 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 puzzle cutscenes. Come on, I want them. <laughs> Beating that drum, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> It's it's unpalatable to I don't know why it's unpalatable. It just makes the most sense. If you're a ding developer listening to this, put mid level cutscenes in your video game. I'm yeah, begging you. If you have a puzzle, you need to put a cutscene in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Puzzles are boring. <laughs> unless you're like unless you're like a puzzle virtuoso, you need to just, just put a cutscene there. Yeah, I promise you. I love puzzles, but also I love characterization. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not playing your your escape the room game to be like Sudoku. I would just play Sudoku. Play Sudoku. I, yeah, I yeah, would exactly. play Sudoku. I I am playing Sudoku. I'm not playing you know to play Picross. You know. <laughs> Imagine though the version of you know that just every time you jump you have to solve a Picross puzzle. <laughs> no, no, that'd be. He's he's too dumb. 
<laughs> only after only after successor jumps does he have the knowledge to solve the ancient Picross ta- puzzle on the the tombs tablet. Okay, so we can put the Picross puzzles in the the high fantasy incest post game. No, no, no. It's the, it's it's what gates it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you solve a Picross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> it's not just <laughs> this is the actual design element of you know. Um, <sighs> It's a good game. Um, you keep saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like this scene. I like Sigma just being belligerent about not being the leader and just insisting that they do stuff because he's spent his whole life for this moment and he's not going to let anybody else decide that. It's like good continued characterization of Sigma just like losing his mind with this project. Someone could probably do like a like an Oedipal reading. Of Sigma, someone could. I'm not gonna do. That. I'm not gonna do that either. I, I... I'm not gonna think about it again. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna black out when we when I have to listen back to this episode. <laughs> Just gonna cut that. Um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we don't push the button because we we listen to instructions in the video game, and we hear about the virtue's last reward time shift stuff again which is mostly interesting because of it has a name now has a name now it's not just the morphogenetic field because mm-hmm. that would be confusing be confusing if you call two completely different psychological occurrences the same thing in the same video game series uh, i really i'm i'm like I just have question marks in the document for this because diana says that Fi thinks like a 20 year old and i just really want to know what like what is she thinking of when she says that? What what are like the distinctive twenty year old thoughts that that uh Phi has been having, other than calling Sigma an old man? I guess following instructions to not press the button. Mm-hmm. That's true. So twenty somethings are always following instructions. Mm-hmm. Hugging you in the the detention room mm-hmm. during your Mars launch site uh, project experiment and talking about your mother. Yep, these are all these are all things as a, as a twenty something year old. These are all things I do very regularly. Mm-hmm. These are my mm-hmm. thoughts. These are uh, my distinguishing features. Mm-hmm. And, and then everyone gets killed by Organization Thirteen, which is pretty fun. I do I do love a, a black rope figure appearing out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Of a scalpel. Mm-hmm. Where could that have been from? Yeah. So y- you you have assigned a name to our killer. Yeah, this is, uh, we're, we're calling uh, her Mixra or Axen Mishra because M- Mersh. Well, really, Mishra. we should we should get the we should get the mo- the M out of the the leading. Has to get um, out of the start. It just has yeah, to be in yeah. there. Well, I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but typically, you know, Larkseen is Arlene. Okay. Uh, uh, Marluxia is Lemuria. Okay. So. Well, see, I'm 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 a, a fake kingdom hearts fan and that i've only played the first game and like part of the second game to really play King- kingdom hearts 2 final mix greatest greatest character action game ever i never get out i never get out of the of traverse town traverse town yeah or, or not traverse town the uh, twilight town twilight oh, town's no. like the, the best extended video game prologue ever it's great. You just have like a shitty. You have to work shitty jobs, and your your friends make you do inexplicable things, and and then you have a bad summer vacation. It rules. 
I'd probably like it more now. At the time, I was like doing work in a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shenmue, baby. And I didn't have it. I didn't know. I know Shenmue was. This is all huge side tangents. So yeah, we'll we'll come up with a better name for her if she comes up again. Um, <laughs> I'll look up a Kingdom Hearts organization thirteen name generator. Oh, there's plenty. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in. See what see what it comes up with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know who else it could be. Uh, with Scapple after we just literally saw Eric getting getting stabbed. Well, those these two fragments happen at the exact same time. Interesting. Like, wait, like, so... Q-Team Q wakes up at 1610, and uh, D-Team wakes up at 1605. Yep, so makes makes sense to me. Makes sense that she's that she's in their ward. She crawls through the vent. Mm. She followed She Gab. said she couldn't fit. She has D-Cubs. She does have D-Cubs. <laughs> that she is true, fit. that is true, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I didn't think that far ahead in my theory... She's just there, and she got a sick mm -hmm. ass robe. Yeah, I don't know this 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 like everyone dies scene is like not very interesting to me. I I feel like it's a rehashing of like the increasing suspicion routes of like vir virtue's last reward, where mm -hmm. like we're like I I know I I know this game is structured, so it's not compelling to me when when everyone's suspicious of each other because like I know I'm supposed to like th know one person is bad and and everyone else is good, so like it, it's it's just like yeah. Imagine though a version of this game that was like a what like a murder on the Orient Express where everybody's actually in on it. Just just up in that mm -hmm. that's that assumption. I mean that's why Q team's so interesting. They're they're all zero, including Gab. <laughs> they all take turns. Mm -hmm. That's how they can be on the on the screen at different times. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh and then let's end with uh Phi dying in, in Diana's arms. Uh, my my ship continues, and I'm sure nothing nothing bad will come from this. Yeah, your ship's sailing real good. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're I mean, dying constantly, but you know that's yeah, what you yeah. get with lesbians in fiction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's all I got to say really about the. Yeah, the nothing fragment. nothing really about this fragment. R really, really, I don't have strong thoughts about I like barring what I've said. And even including what I've said, I don't really have particular strong <laughs> thoughts about about um, these fragments. Um, I'm really interested in how nothing is happening as we play through these fragments. Wonder what you're thinking about that. Also, because I'm I'm going to be running out of knowledge about how this game <laughs> is organized very soon. Because um, I do not. I like. I know what scenes happen after unlocks, but I just have no idea what this game is actually expecting us to do to produce certain unlocks. I'm I'm really excited for that. I, I like that we're ending asterisk this, this show on a segment where you just don't know exactly what's coming. Yeah. I mean, I I know the main narrative details. It's it's more like I don't know what the game wants as like like sure sure systemic input to make those things happen. Yeah, but there, there's at least like a level of of uncertainty and like surprise that that could occur. Maybe I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna hoot and holler when the big things happen because boy boy do I not boy, like. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> just like ah. damn 
uh, unbelievable, unspeakable <laughs> things. Unspeakable things. Great. Uh, I'm really excited for what those could be. I can't wait to speak of them. Um, I've not been thinking that much about nothing happening because I have a vague, like, there's more five minutes to unlock. Game can't end here. We're going to, I play these video games. We never get mm-hmm. out of the desk game until the very end. Well, just that we've played a lot. I mean, I mean, I guess my playtime is probably in a little inflated because I have to, because, because, because of the way this game is organized, I can't actually go on YouTube and like easily find mm-hmm. the thing I'm looking for. It's actually easier for me to open the game and just like wrestle with the fast forward button. So, so a lot of it's that, but I feel, I've been playing this game for a, like a while. Okay. It looks like I have about 13 hours playtime oh okay okay so okay that's that's a lot less than what i'm clocking in right now i'm, I'm clocking in nearly like like 20 to 30 I oh think. geez wow yeah okay yeah i mean I've, i felt like i've taken a long time on the puzzles but yeah. i guess playing ahead will do that i mean also the game being a voice acted 3d game is gonna also make it longer mm-hmm. just, just inherently even though there's not it's not really that many more puzzles in for sus rewards so far yeah it feels about the same yeah it kind of felt like a uh like a procedural tv show to me almost where it's just like yes it's very episodic here's this fragment and everything's gonna reset at the end of it and we're gonna have our little sitcom and then something dramatic happens and then we start over again until the season ends and then we have some big upheaval mm-hmm. like a dog being zero so yeah i i i really have like very few like big picture thoughts at this point because i'm just like so acutely aware that like the game is just like looming over me and it's just like i'm gonna tell you something big soon just 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 keep playing these fragments mm-hmm. where nothing happens when you get the same information over and over again it is going to be a twist can't wait for the twist gonna be a fun episode you got anything else in this episode no <laughs> no i'm just i'm just playing ahead now i'm playing those damn force quit boxes mm-hmm. yeah so if you have any thoughts about who zero could be if they don't actually tell me who zero could be you can send that to questions at critical.com or as an ask on co-host at cohost.org slash zero context i'm on co-host at Boo, it's Natalie. You can toss money to critical at coffee.com slash critical. X. I am on Blue Sky and Co. I'm really not even Blue Sky because boy, did they fucking break that mobile app recently. Mm. Um, you just like, you just like can't scroll for yeah, more than a few, a few, a few segments of, of page uh, screen length. It's really, it's really insane um, how much worse that website is despite having like like actual investment funds in it. Um, but I'm on there and I'm co-host at uh, wing blade. Uh, I, I'm on Instagram at wing underscore blade. Um, I guess you can follow me there. I'm, I'm not giving out my Twitter anymore. You can find it in previous mm-hmm. episodes. Um, and you can throw uh, me money at coffee.com slash wing gamer. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you liked, uh, if you like Mira's Japanese voice actor and you want to hear more of it, come play Final Fantasy Thirteen with us. We're only yeah. almost at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> you would have to play the whole game. And also, I I strongly advise not listening to the Japanese audio track. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very good. There's some blackface in there. Um, 
uh and and also Saz is American English voice actor it just like brings a lot of life to that character in mm-hmm. particular yeah a lot of great stuff going on with that uh that that English uh, um, cast casting mm-hmm. yeah and you can do that at twitter.com slash discord you want to hop in there you said but- twitter.com slash discord fuck me <laughs> <laughs> You know where it. You, what you, is that? I don't. I don't know. Does that lead to Discord's page? Probably does. Yeah. Critical.com slash Discord. I'm poisoned by the internet. Uh, what are we playing in this video game next time? We are playing um the last of the full puzzle fragments that we have available uh we are playing the c team fragment uh carlos and junpei are looking at opposite facing monitors uh and then we're playing the two d team fragments one where it flies in front of a wall with sigma and diana behind her out of frame um and then there's a d team fragment where sigma and diana are in front of a tv um, you can also just play everything where they're not looking at the force quit box, which is the little mm-hmm. red box that's in the frame. Yeah, really, really excited about what what could happen after this. Uh, but we'll figure that out in a future episode. Until then, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, for real this time, Happy New Year. We'll wait for that. No, it's not. It's happy, a little late for ha- Happy New Year. Year. Fuck you.